mom of Foxfire is a mental health advocate, single mom, full-time proposal manager in the AEC industry and variety gamer. She also hosts a mental health-focused talk show on Twitch and podcast called Even Tacos Fall Apart. As we prepare to delve into our conversation on the topic at hand, the importance of mental health and being, being a single mom managing multiple things, here's an exciting twist. Let us tickle the brain of our guest. So, Mama, get ready for a rapid-fire round of random words. I'll mention a few and I'd love to hear the first thing that comes to your mind in response without thinking much. Are you ready to dive in? I'm ready. Sounds good. Happy to be here. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's start with the common point between both of us. Podcast. <laughs> uh, I would have to say like labor of love for sure. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. And invention. Uh, an invention, uh, pocket computers, phones, absolutely. Mm. Future. <laughs> oh, my kids. My kids definitely <laughs> for future. Book. Uh, uh, so like a favorite book? Is that what you're... Or Anything just... you can talk like favorite book or the book you have authored or you're able to author I'm fine with anything. <laughs> I'm not an author, but if we're talking favorite book, that's got to be something from the Sword of Truth series by Terry Goodkind. Probably mm-hmm. probably Faith of the Fallen. If I had to pick one out of that series, that would, uh, would probably be Faith of the Fallen. Nice. Next is movie. Uh, Labyrinth, hands down. Favorite movie of all time. <laughs> <laughs> How about food? Uh, roasted cauliflower and steak. <laughs> nice. Sounds interesting. Sounds interesting. Yeah, Next. yeah, it's really good. <laughs> Place. Oh, the beach. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Name other than Mama. A name other than Mama. Um. Oh gosh. I mean, I guess. I guess if we're just saying like the first thing that comes to mind, it's not a name at all. It's just that names have meaning. <laughs> good. And then uh, song. Well. If I get to name a song that goes automatically into everyone's head, it's going to be never going to give you up. <laughs> <laughs> okay, here comes the last one. Smile. Uh, Got to be dad jokes and kid groans. Mm. For sure. <laughs> <laughs> Very nice. And that was great rapid fire. The first one. And thank you so much for participating in that sport TV. Really appreciate it. So folks, welcome to the Guiding Voice podcast series where we embark on transformative conversations for a better future. I'm your host, Navin Samala, dedicated to making the world a better place through valuable discussions that add value not only to your life, but also to your career. Thank you so much for tuning in. And Momo, hearty welcome to The Guiding Voice. How are you feeling today? <laughs> I'm feeling great. Thank you so much for having me on. I'm honored to join you. I think this just from our interaction so far, this is going to be a blast. <laughs> <laughs> it is going to be a blast. And pleasure to have you part of our exciting journey. And uh, let's get started, Mama. Can you yeah. tell your success mantra as in the top three things that have contributed to your success so far? Top three things that have contributed to, to my success so far. I mean, first of all, therapy, like that's, that's something that I would not be where I am today without therapy. Uh, it got me out of some things. It got me into some things. So definitely therapy is the, the absolute number one. I think the second one is probably like sharing my story publicly, doing things like this uh, and just being open, more open about mm. what yeah. I've been through, where I've been in my life, the things that I do that help me, the things that I have done in the past that have hurt me, those kinds of things. Um, that's probably the second one as far as success goes. And then the third one will probably be being willing to ask for help and accept help. 
because mm-hmm. without like family and friends and community, you mentioned I'm a single mother. I work full time. I have a podcast. Like I've got all of these things. Yeah. If I didn't have the support, this network around me, I would not be where I am today for sure. Mm-hmm. That's that's uh, great to see your acknowledgement of seeking help as well as uh, accepting help because many people have that stigma in terms of, okay, why should I approach somebody for help? Let me do it mm-hmm. myself. In fact, even I am very bad at uh, seeking help. Unless it is, it is real critical, I don't um, seek out for help. And mm-hmm. uh, yeah, it is a good reminder and uh, great to know about yeah. success mantra. It's hard to ask for help and it's it's hard to acknowledge that you need the help. And then it's also hard to say, okay, I've asked for help and now I'm going to allow someone to actually do the work of helping me because that's (laughs) something that you can ask for help. You can say, oh my gosh, I'm so overwhelmed. And then when someone says, okay, well, what can I do to support you? You're like, I just needed to vent. I just needed to get it out. And now we're going to, now we're going to move on, but actually letting them help you can be really um, powerful and it can Mm. actually, you know, give you a leg up if you'll let them, if you'll let them support you. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, yeah, great. And uh, you have experienced a range of mental health issues, including yeah. postpartum depression, major depressive disorder, and also anxiety. So could you discuss some of the coping mechanisms and strategies that have been most effective for you in managing these conditions? Yeah, so when it comes to the various things that I've dealt with and that I'm still currently dealing with, um, and you, you named some of them, PPD and major depressive disorder and anxiety and post-traumatic stress disorder. Um, I guess my answer, the number one for that one also is going to be therapy mm, <laughs> because yeah. therapy really helped me, helped me understand the behaviors that I was doing to contribute to some things and the behaviors that I was doing that were not helpful and were not serving me to either recover from or to cope with some of uh, the things that I have dealt with. And so therapy has got to be the number one. The second one I would say would be gaming. And Mm. that sounds a little, that sounds a little like that's weird, (laughs) but gaming for decompression, especially if you're in a traumatic situation that you can't get yourself out of, which is really what I used gaming for uh, back in the day was a way to just escape, escape reality for a little bit. And Mm -hmm. of course there's that if you if you don't have control over it, it can be a temptation to kind of continue and just escape, escape, escape. But fortunately for me, I was able to kind of limit it to what was only helpful, which was really good. And then I would also say like self-care without distractions mm. is a big one. So you can do self-care, but we have so many distractions all around us. We have phones and TV and, and gaming, I mean, is one as well. And <laughs> Uh, cats who are just all <laughs> over the place uh, and kids and everything all around us all the time. So trying to get some self-care in where you're not distracted, that's something that's been really helpful to me where I'm able to just be in the present moment. And a lot of the times that's taking a walk or doing my nails. So I paint yeah. my own nails at home. And it's like, if I do that without watching a show or I do that without you know listening to a podcast or anything, it's actually mm. really helpful. And then as far as what has helped me cope, I would say that there's a very specific way of journaling also mm-hmm. that I did. And that was to journal like, like normal, you know, everybody, I think understands what journaling is. Uh, and then for me, because I put so much emotion onto the page, and because I have a tendency to ruminate on things mm. also, 
Mm-hmm. I would tear the page out and either burn it over the sink or throw it away if it was already trash day. So that was something that my therapist and I worked on together. It was like, okay, you're journaling. That's good. You're getting it all onto paper. Now you got to stop going back and reading it all the time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, those are just a, a few of like the things that I use to kind of manage and cope with some of the stuff that I deal with on a regular basis. Mm, very nice. And you mentioned about self-care without distraction. I would like to yeah. dive more into it because balancing motherhood, full-time job, podcasting, gaming, mm-hmm. advocacy, this lot to manage, right? And how yeah. you're maintaining <laughs> your own well-being and you said undistracted self-care, right? So let us yeah. dive deep into it. Yeah, so to get some not distracted, like some non-distraction time, mostly for me, it's at night. We were talking before we started this, like you're a night person, I'm a night person. So (laughs) after the kids go to bed is really the only time that I have to myself or on a weekend where they're away or something. Um, You know, that's really kind of the only time that I have to myself. So getting that self-care time at night is really important, but also you can have self-care where you're with another person. So If I go on a walk with my nine-year-old and my 16-year-old, that's still self-care. We're just doing it together. And so setting those kind of expectations of, all right, we're going to go on a family walk together. No one's going to be looking at their phone. We're going to be looking around. We can talk to each other. That's still kind of self-care. I consider that self-care without distractions. Um, And then whenever I do paint my nails, because obviously... If you paint your nails and then you go to bed, you're going to have a mess on your hands. So I do do that during the day while the kids are home. Mm. But my kids, like we've established, Mm -hmm. I, if I am painting my nails, I'm not available to help Mm. with things. I'm not available to come open a jar or to help you, you know, tie shoes or help you do find whatever toy you've lost at the moment. So they really know that that's kind of, if mom is painting her nails, if we smell that nail polish, that's a non-starter for going and asking her for something. (laughs) Got it. Wonderful. That's nice. That's nice. And uh, as a single mom, what are some strategies you have found effective in fostering a strong and supportive relationship with your children uh, while juggling various roles yeah so that is um that is a challenge sometimes especially if you're just one person and you know being a single mom everybody's always like oh wow that's such a hard job and it it really is a hard job but also I get to do things my way which I think Mm -hmm. is sometimes a little bit better because I I have the ability to be just as open and honest about things with them as I possibly can and Whenever they have some sort of inquisitive question about why is this this way or what does this word that I heard at school mean or or something like that, I can be really direct about it. Um, but I think th- a couple of things that really bring me and my kids closer together are things like uh, admitting when I'm wrong because mm-hmm. they need to see like they need that that role model. Okay mom is sometimes wrong too. And it's okay for us to be wrong. And it's okay to admit that we're wrong. So admitting when I'm wrong is one of them. Also, we have several traditions in our family that are on like a day to day basis. So every day after school, we have five questions that we ask each other. And um, just going through those facilitates a really good conversation between us. That's not just, oh, how was your day? And my day was fine. And then that kind of ends there, right? So we explore that a little more and we ask things like, you know, what's something positive that happened today? Okay. And then we talk about it. What's something negative that happened today? Okay. And then we talk about it. 
what's something that you hope happens again? And then we get to talk about it. Mm. And then, you know, we talk about homework and stuff too. And then uh, we've also started this year, just started asking each other, what's something you want to be acknowledged for? And so that has given me a really good chance to um, to kind of get into their heads a little bit and say, mm-hmm. What do you wish I had I have said out loud recently? Mm, like mm. my 16-year-old is learning to drive. And so he'll say, I want to be acknowledged for driving today because I didn't want to. And I'm like, I know you don't necessarily like to drive. Would I take the time on my own to thank you for driving? No. But if you want to be acknowledged for it, then I then I know that I need to do that that day. Mm-hmm. Mm. And so things like that kind of tradition. And then there's the more simple stuff. Like we, we always watch a show on Tuesdays and Thursdays together. So it's the simple stuff and the more complicated stuff. And I think that that has helped us all three be more supportive of each other and more open with each other. Uh, for sure. For sure. This is a great strategy. It reminded me of um, one of the games that I used to play with my elder daughter, like just to keep her busy and be away from these distractions and I asked to ask her uh-huh. every day we have to mention a few words starting with a certain letter or we have to start with two two letter words three letter words likewise we have taken it to a level and this is uh, really helpful because it keeps them engaged and at the same time it will tickle our brain and we tend to think out of the box as well while forgetting any worry that we have on our mind. So I can relate to it to an extent. And, yeah, uh, well, and, and yeah. also, I mean, that that keeps it, the way that you're describing it, it keeps it from being the same conversation every day too. Right, right. Because it's different. It's a different yeah. conversation every day. And I think that's really important. It's easy to just say, oh, how was your day? And then mm. it's the same same feedback every day. So yeah, that's great. <laughs> that right right okay now let's talk about the gamer gamer in momo okay yeah so, <laughs> are there are there any specific video games or gaming experiences that you find particularly therapeutic or helpful for managing stress and anxiety like are you fascinated towards the leaderboard stuff okay wherein i have to earn so many points or what's your <laughs> take on that yeah so i guess my specific video games that i like to kind of escape into RuneScape is my OG love. I mean, that's just one that I can open and there's always something to do. I don't get really into like the competitive side of like leaderboards and that kind of thing. But I do like to achievement hunt in games like Civilization and games like Ark. So there there are plenty of ways to put a little bit of um, it's kind of that goal attainment versus the competitive leaderboard side. So Mm -hmm. I'm terrible at like first person shooter games. I mean, you talk about Call of Duty and those kinds of games. I can't. I'm bad. (laughs) So I really like the world building, even like horror games like Seven Days to Die and that kind of Mm -hmm. stuff. Uh, Those are all a lot of fun to me. I like them. And they're they're ways. So first person shooters and things with leaderboards that you're competing on, those tend to increase my stress and increase my anxiety. So if I'm going for ones that are going to lower it, it's more of the 4E. And I wish I could remember what 4E stands for off the top of my head. It's like exploration. I would have to look it up. But mm-hmm. uh, the, the term 4E is like survival crafting kind of games. You're exploring and that kind of thing. So I like those. Ah, very nice. And now let's talk about your podcast. The yeah. game itself is super intriguing. Even tacos <laughs> fall apart. 
So can you yeah. tell us more about the themes and discussions you explore on your podcast and how do you hope your podcast resonates with your audience? So I'm glad that you like the name because that is one of I rebranded this year and relaunched mm-hmm. the podcast this year. So it's now even tacos fall apart. And we did a lot of community voting on what the name should be. We came up with lots of different options as a community. We voted on them as a community. And then that's kind of where we landed with what we liked. And so the the name meaning to me is just like everything falls apart. Mm. It, you can't necessarily control. When you pick up a taco, whether it's a soft taco or a hard taco, <laughs> and you take a bite of it, some of the lettuce, some of the cheese, some of the tomatoes, some of the filling is going to fall out of it, right? And so we don't get mad at the taco. We're just like, oh, now there's extra toppings on my plate. You grab a fork, you grab a tortilla, you grab a chip and you scoop it up and you continue. You kind of carry on. And so to me, it's like I want to convey that people can do the same thing. So Mm -hmm. people can fall apart. And just because you fall apart doesn't mean that I'm going to love you any less because you're still a human. You've still got value in this life. And so that's kind of the uh, the name meaning to me. And take what you want from it. If it means something different to you, that's fine. That's just what it means to me. And then as far as what we talk about on the podcast, once a week, I interview someone live and we have a conversation where people can interact and ask questions while we're live. Mm-hmm. And it's a different person who's either a mental health professional or someone with lived experience where they've been through, they've, they're living with a mental illness or they've had some sort of chronic pain or they've lived through adversity in their lives or, and they want to share their story. And my hope is just that, first of all, people can come in and get answers to questions to whatever the topic is, whether that's obsessive compulsive disorder or depression or last night we were talking about setting boundaries with family with the holidays coming up. So whatever it is, my hope is that people can come and get answers. And then also for those who are sharing their story, just I hope that it helps someone feel a little less alone Mm. uh, in their life. They're like, look, this person has been through something similar. They made it. I can also make it. So that's that's kind of where I am with the podcast. That, that's wonderful. I, I really love the theme and the kind of topics that you have discussed. In fact, I've gone through a couple of episodes already. Just that I wanted to nice. make sure that you share directly with our audience. That's the whole intent of asking this. But wonderful, wonderful, great job out there. And I resonate with you. Like when people hear somebody else's story, right? Then we think that, okay, I'm not alone. Yes, There exactly. are bigger problems outside. Right. And mm-hmm. the problems that we are undergoing are not as big as what somebody else are going through. Right. Likewise, yeah. uh, there will be a lot of revelations also that happen. Now, let's talk mm-hmm. about the worst experience that you have ever had on your podcast so far. The worst experience I've had. So I've got to say it's it's always guests not showing up. Like if there's yeah. someone who, who didn't show up and I'm scheduled because, like I said, I do them live. And mm. so if I have someone who cancels that day, it can get really discouraging and actually in 2021, and this is why I just re- relaunched the podcast this year, at the end of 2021 and into early 2022, I had so many guests cancel because of they were getting sick, they were getting COVID. And it was really discouraging for me because it was just week after week after week of me being like, I'm sorry, we don't have a guest. They canceled last minute, they're sick. And so I paused the podcast for a really long time because of it. And I'm really, I'm very glad that I relaunched and rebranded and and everything. It's been wonderful. Mm. But I still have had people who are like, 
oh, I'm sorry, an hour before we're supposed to have our show, I've got to cancel. And you just kind of have to roll with it. But at the same time, yeah, you can roll with it. But then it's just with it being a live show, the podcast itself will still come out. But then that kind of puts me a little bit behind every time it happens. So yeah. that's kind of a real, that's a real bummer for me. Yeah. But I haven't had any like, aside from technical, oh my gosh, so many people have technical difficulties <laughs> with their setup. But that's not even like a bad experience. It's just like, a, okay, we're going to work through it. It'll be okay. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. I guess showing, not, not showing up is a common problem that I can yeah. experience. I have experienced myself multiple times and at times I drive through the traffic and I skip dinners and I prepare everything and suddenly there won't be any information as well. Right. Uh, so it is yep. at times uh, disappointing so all it takes is a little bit of communication on that note let's flip back and uh, mm -hmm. i am going to ask the opposite question <laughs> what are the yeah. wonderful the wow moments on your podcast so i think there are a couple of like really good really good mm. positive things so this year i did my 100th interview so wow. i had my 100th guest on and i didn't even realize it was my 100th guest until like the day before and i was uh. like it's got to be coming up pretty soon and so i did a count and it was fantastic like my guest was super happy about it it was really cool so that was a really good one and then also just being booked with guests out so far i think i'm booking right now into the middle of 2024 it's like there are so many people who are excited to come on and join me and talk about stuff uh, which is great. And then having people mm. contact me and just say like, hey, your podcast made a difference. I really enjoyed listening yeah. to it. Thank mm. you for doing what you're doing. I've had a lot of that this year. That's been really, really refreshing and really nice. Yeah, that's the biggest motivation. If somebody is able to yes. make a decision or if they are able to get the value out of it, then we don't care about the bumpy ride at Yes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like one person saying, oh my gosh, I love your podcast or oh my gosh, I listened to this episode and it made me feel like I was less alone. One person saying that in like mm. six months will carry yeah. me through. <laughs> it's great. <laughs> very nice. Very nice. So we have had incredible conversations so far and it's time for us to add some more excitement. So it's time for adding some more spice. So I'm going to bring up the second rapid fire round with some intriguing questions. If you're okay. ready, let's get started. All right. So here comes I'm the ready. here comes the first one. If you could have one gigantic billboard anywhere with anything on it, what would it say, Mama? One gigantic billboard with anything, yeah. anything on it. Doesn't yeah. like just anything anywhere. Just anything. So probably one of my I would put one of my favorite phrases on it, which is the only normal people you know. Are the mm -hmm. ones that you don't know very well yet. <laughs> That's what I put on it. Yeah. Good, 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 good. And what is one thing that you're really bad at that you wish you were better or good at? Oh, time management. I'm great at time management at work, but mm. I am terrible about it at home. Like time gets away from me so fast at home. So definitely time <laughs> management. And can you describe yourself in just one word? Describe myself in just one word. Awesome. <laughs> you are. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and and what's your favorite thing about living in the 21st century? Oh, that's got to go back to the very beginning of this conversation because it's cell phones for sure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Gotcha. Gotcha. And if you could have any superpower, what would it be and why? Uh, teleportation. 
And because of the aforementioned time management issue, because if I could just bam, get myself there super fast, <laughs> then time management wouldn't be as big of an issue. <laughs> okay. Putting aside the teleportation, is there any fantasy gadget that, that you'd like to see or invent yourself? Any fantasy gadget that I would like to see or invent myself? It would have to be like the beam me up, Scotty, from Star Trek. But that is kind of teleportation. So <laughs> if if it's got to be something different, I would have to say some of the like laser beam freezing where you freeze people uh. and, and then you have time. And then you have time to like do or stop time. Then you have time to stop and say, okay, hold on. I got to do this over here. Rearrange this stuff and then come back and now unfreeze. <laughs> Interesting. And this is one of the unique responses that I have received so far. Yeah. <laughs> Great rapid fire, Momo. And let's flip back to the mainstream. And so here comes my last but one question. Like looking ahead, what are your aspirations and goals for your podcast, content creation, and also mental health advocacy, right? So how do you envision yourself making great impact in the future? So I said this earlier, but my goal is always to help one person smile, laugh, or feel a little less alone with mm. my content, with mm. the podcast, with the live show, everything. So as long as that continues, I feel like I am being successful. Um, yeah. I am expanding into YouTube with everything. So mm. editing kind of old videos to post onto the channel, and hopefully that'll give the show a little more exposure. But really, my vision is just that my kids will grow up to inherently know in mm. their hearts and in their heads that there are so many ways to take care of yourself and that each one of those ways is important. So through the guests that I have on, I get to learn more about a wide variety of these topics. Yeah. And then I get to impart that knowledge with my own kids whenever it's applicable to them or their situations. Those are my goals is, is to just continue to make a difference in people's lives and to continue learning more myself so that I can then help my kids learn too. More, more power to you. You're doing fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> All right. So before I let you go, share with us, how's your experience being hosted on The Guiding Voice? Oh, this is great. This conversation has been absolutely lovely. I love it so much. Thank you so much, Momo, for being part of The Guiding Voice journey and shaping the careers and lives of millions across the globe. Thank you for your contribution. Thank you for your time and all the amazing insights. And this is one of the episodes which I'm going to cherish for a long time. Oh, good. I'm glad. I This was really, <laughs> truly a pleasure to join you today. <laughs> Same here. And so, friends, that was our episode with Momo Foxfire. And before we jump into the fun trivia section, we have a quick request. If you haven't already, please subscribe to our podcast from wherever you are tuned in from because subscribing keeps you updated on new episodes. And also, if you have enjoyed this conversation and found the episode useful, please share with at least three of your friends or colleagues who would also like the guiding voice. So spread the knowledge and help others grow just like you. And your support means a lot. It helps us create more content for you and also our growing community. Let us learn together on this journey. And now let's hop into the trivia segment. So today we had some conversation about TPD, anxiety, being a single mom and the kind of, kind of problems that somebody can go through. Right. So I thought I would expand a bit on the TPD, which is postpartum depression. Common postpartum, it is a common postpartum condition, is a mental health condition affecting mothers after childbirth. With approximately 10 to 15% of women experiencing it, its prevalence 
underscores the importance of awareness and uh, and also support for affected individuals and also it has impact on parenting like because the mother's ability to bond with and care for her baby will be affected and it also highlights the significance of early recognition and treatment to ensure the well-being of both the mother and the baby and if we consider some celebrities and the ppds there are several high profile celebrities openly discussing their experiences with ppd which have contributed to greater awareness and reduced stigma around surrounding this particular condition emphasizing the importance of open dialogue and also support for those affected in fact uh, folks like momo fox were also doing their bit by driving some lively conversations through their podcast as well as live show so likewise if you have come across any strategy or mechanism to deal with anxiety or ppd please leave in your comments if you are watching it on youtube or if you have found this episode on a social media after listening to any of the audio podcast platform leave your comments on the social media i am going to review them and that's it for today's episode thank you so much for tuning in and also being part of the awesome tgv community and friends i would love to hear from you so do not hesitate to share your ideas and feedback through our social media or you can also email us at theguidingvoiceforyou@gmail.com let's create content that resonates with you i'm your host navin samala a lifelong learner and my goal is to have impactful conversations that improve not only your life but also your career stay connected as we journey together and till next time take care stay inspired and remember the future holds great things because the best is yet to come take care and goodbye for now